Paul says, do your best to come to me quickly. For Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychicus to, to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas and my scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander the metal worker did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you for reading those very difficult names. You did a wonderful job. This is such a strange scripture when we first hear it. Jamie actually <laughs> texted me and said, are you sure this is the one that you mean? Like, is this really the one you're gonna preach on? Because it doesn't, when you first read it, it doesn't really make much sense. You're, you're thinking, okay, why is Paul saying all of these things? But it goes along with all of our questions that we have been talking about in this current worship series of I've been meaning to ask. We've had these questions um, that enable us to get to know one another again or for the first time. And up until now, the questions have been focused on who the person that we are talking to. It's how do you feel? Where does it hurt? But today, we turn the questions and we focus on ourselves and we ask, can you help me? Last week's question of what do you need, that recognized that we each have unique needs and we each need each other. And today's question also looks at that as well. But it also looks at how our needs and our desires, they are sometimes difficult to recognize or for us to acknowledge, really. Can you help me? Can be one of the most difficult questions that we can ask. Like the other questions that we've asked, it requires this openness, but it also, along with the openness, requires vulnerability and humility recognizing that not only do people need us, which feels really great, but also we need 
other people. In today's scripture reading from 2 Timothy, we see uh, we are encountering a Paul who is in prison. He's probably in Rome. He was in prison a lot in different places, but he was here abandoned by all but a few of his friends, and he was facing imminent death. And so he sends this letter, this jumble of complaints and requests to his student and his friend, Timothy. And it seems strange to hear what Paul says here coming from someone who in all of his other letters and in other depictions in scripture, he's a very strong and able-bodied man who takes charge of a situation and he helps to meet the needs of others. And so here we have a very different Paul who is the giving and sharing this unashamed confession and this reliance on others, especially Timothy and who he is asking Timothy to bring with him. And he's asking for all of these, these precious belongings that seem trivial when we read them, and, and it's kind of a conglomeration of why does he want this specific cloak from this place? And why does he want those scrolls and especially the parchments? What are they? But that doesn't seem to match the Paul that we know in Scripture everywhere else. But then, at first look, it doesn't. But then, if, as we dig deeper, we can see the strength that it takes, and we can remember the strength that it takes when we ask for help in a situation. He's taking charge in this situation for himself. Not for others, but for himself. And he's asking and he's showing his strength through his vulnerability. Acknowledging his own humanity and his own need for others and for God. He doesn't attempt to impress anyone or make excuses for himself saying, I'm sorry that I'm asking for these things. I'm, I'm sorry, but could you help me? That's not what he's saying here. He's saying, can you help me? Please come as quickly as you can. In this scripture, we can see how he requests for Timothy to come quickly. And then he lists all of those people who abandoned him, but he doesn't focus on that. He says, I hope that God doesn't hold it against them. Even in this greatest moment of need, we see that Paul doesn't desire revenge. He's just acknowledging and asking for companionship. And this is really what we all need, for someone to come quickly, to gather all of the items that we want, and to simply show up in our lives. Last November, my son, Joseph, went into the emergency room. I, I took him to the emergency room and it ended up being appendicitis. And so we had to get his appendix removed. Now I had gathered a few things to take to the hospital for the emergency room because I know you go to the emergency room, you're gonna be there for a little while, right? So I gathered, I had the iPad, I had the cord and all that, but I wasn't prepared to be there for days and nights. And so, like Paul, I called someone asking, can you help me? Can you help me gather things together? And so Russ brought me a list of seemingly random objects, 
that would bring me immense comfort in that moment so I could be a comfort to Joseph. Because sometimes you just need your favorite comfy sweatshirt and your slippers. Those are important. And it seems so simple and so logical, but in these moments that we are vulnerable and open, when we share our needs with someone else, we are actually able to receive much more, to be comforted and to shown love, be shown love and compassion. We're giving someone else an opportunity to care for us and to love us. And this question of, of can you help me, it can be transformational, both to us, because we're asking for what we need, but also for others who are given the opportunity to show that love. And this is even more so when we ask from God, if we ask God, can you help me? When we confess our human weakness to God and open ourselves up to God's comforting and strengthening grace. Too often though, it seems like we do this only when we're left with no other choice. It seems like we're left with no other choice, so we go to God. When tragedy hits or death happens, because at other times, despite our best intentions and our, our desire to be faithful, we still have this tendency to hold back and to rely on our own strength and abilities. Because we want God in our lives, but God, we can handle this much. You can stay there and I'll handle this and, and I'll keep you at arm's length because that's more comfortable. But when we ask, God, can you help me, recognizing in our daily lives that we need God, that's when God's power can come into our daily lives and we can be transformed. When we open ourselves to being vulnerable and acknowledging that we can't do all of the things on our own, that's when real fellowship with God, with others, that's when that happens. When healing and wholeness can truly be experienced with others and with God, it's through this openness and acknowledging that we can't do it on our own and asking, can you help me? In um, this affirmation of faith that we said at the 830 service, one of the lines said, we believe in asking for help, saying what we need and trusting that no degree of vulnerability could strip us of God's love. Trusting that no degree of vulnerability could strip us of God's love. I think that gets to the root of why we don't ask for God's help. Because we think it's a sign of weakness. Not remembering that it truly is a sign of strength. After the children's moment, uh, Mia was sitting here. And how old is Mia? Eight. She was sitting here. She, and she sat there for a moment with Miss Jenny. And she whispered to Miss Jenny, Jenny told me afterwards because it was just too adorable not to share. I guess Mia said, can I say something important into the microphone? She said, you should never ask for, you should never not ask for help when you need it. And it was just a pure moment of yes, amen, and we're done now. <laughs> because the children, the children get to the crux of it. 
It seems like I say this phrase, we can't do it all on our own. I say that often. But I say that phrase often because I need to hear it. And I feel like, I think, and I am pretty confident that if I need to hear, we can't, you can't do it all on your own, Heidi. If I need to hear that, then others need to hear it as well. Because it's not something that we hear in the rest of the world. We're told and conditioned that we need to be by ourselves. We need to be strong and we need to take care of ourselves. But in this place, especially, recognizing that through this community of, of Christ that we have here, and through Christ, we don't have to do it on our own because we have Jesus. And we especially see this when we go to the communion table, when we recognize and we come to this table where everyone belongs, we are reminded that we don't have to have it all together. We don't have to be everything in every moment because we have Jesus, because Jesus fills us with communion. And I invite you to come into this time of confession and acknowledge our humanness so that when we do this, we confess before we receive communion so that we, we slough off all of those, those barriers and those walls And we make space, confessing all those things, make space for God to come into our whole, our, our whole selves, our hearts, and so that God can go into the world through us. So let us pray this prayer of confession. Gracious God, sometimes life feels like we're clinging with flowers. It looks like it should be but we always end up making a mess. And this is particularly true when it comes to our relationships. Because we so desperately long to say the right thing, to be the right thing, or to find the right solution. And we end up overstepping the line. God, we end up trying to be you. Forgive us for assuming the place that you fill in other people's lives, and also Forgive us for imagining that we in all of our humanity could possibly fix all of the hurt in this world. Because that's your job, God. Instead, give us the grace and the strength to stand by our loved ones in their moments of need, to witness to their hurt without trying to fix it. And God, to ask for help. You are God. How many times you have spoken without listening, assumed without knowing, offered without asking, or rushed without waiting, you are forgiven. God knows your desire and your intent. God knows when we try and we miss the mark. And God surrounds us in grace. 
So hear and believe the good news of the gospel. Every day is a new day for love. We are claimed. We are forgiven. We are invited into relationship. Thanks be to God for growth and grace that know no end. Amen. Most holy Lord, pour out your spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. O Lord, wherever we are, be with us in this meal, that it might remind us that we are never alone, that you are always coming quickly to our side, sitting with us in the pain and drawing us together as a community. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. We are in this series of I've Been Meaning to Ask, and it's a series that is put together by a, a group called A Sanctified Art. And a woman, a, a Reverend Sarah R., puts together liturgies and prayers and poems for us to use throughout the series. And she wrote this communion invitation, and it, it feels like something that I would have written for this church because I just love the fact that we are here as a family and we are invited to be ourselves and I can joke around with you and tease you and you tease me and we come here and the babies can wriggle and they can make noise and we can just relax and be our full and authentic selves. And so I want you to listen to this and, and know that this, I truly believe that this is our church. One of the things I love most about this church is that we are never alone. When someone is hurting in this community, you show up with casseroles. And when COVID forced us out of the sanctuary, you showed up online. And when it comes to set the budget each year, you show up with generosity. One of the things I love most about this church, and I truly, truly do, is that on our hardest days and our longest nights, we are never alone. Paul needed Timothy, Jesus needed his disciples, and we need each other. So today you are invited to this table, to Christ's table, but know that you are not invited alone. You, your neighbor, your family, your friends, and all those that we haven't met yet are invited to this table. Look around. Actually look around. <laughs> there we go. Jamie, that's you too. Craig, hello. Okay. There's something special here. There's something special here. 
We need each other. And we are all invited together. So come to this table. This goofy table of communion cups and little pieces of bread. Come as you are, knowing that you're not alone and you are loved unconditionally. Glory to God. Amen. The body of Christ, broken for you. and the blood of Christ shed for you. Gracious God, we are thankful Thank you for one another. Thank you for the courage that we have through you, the strength that we have through you, the grace that we have through you to go into your world, to ask for the help that we need, and to hear others when they ask us for help. May we live with your grace within our hearts, within our minds and on the, the tips of our tongues as we go and work with you to do your good work in this world. We pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you to stand and sing our next song and online I invite you to share um, any joys or concerns in the comments. Everlasting. 
First one for Grace's new kitty who has a cold. Prayers for healing um, because pets do offer so much love and support to us. Dave um, asked for prayers for the families of those still missing in the building collapse in Surfside, Florida. Especially as they are preparing for um, some demolition, right? And then also um, as the hurricanes come and just prayers for all of the family and the friends and everyone surrounding there. And also the people who are caring for them and, and looking for them and everyone. I also um, want to ask for prayers for those um, who are preparing for family reunions today as the 4th of July celebrations. Um, they're great and it's exciting to have those again after um, a year of not being able to gather very much, but also recognizing all of the emotion that comes around being with family um, and just the good and the bad, right? And then also um, Dana asked for prayers for those in extreme weather across the country. And then I also want to ask for prayers for Miss Jenny and all of the, the teachers for Vacation Bible School this coming week. Um, we have 88 kids that have pre-registered for VBS and we're really excited about a fun week learning about the parable of the sower um, out um, at it's Oak Grove, Oak Grove um, thing, pavilion. Oh boy, guys. It's, you know it's getting to the end of the service when I just start losing the words. But it's going to be a great week, and um, I know they're really excited. So we would love for you to continue to pray for the teachers and for Jenny and all of the kids who are coming, that they will just be excited and open um, to learning about God's love. And with that, I invite you um, to prepare your hearts and let us go to our Lord in prayer. God of the here and now, my, oh my, how we need you. This world seems to turn upside down all the time and our center of gravity feels off. In moments like these, we are particularly grateful for the care that you offer and for the stability of friends. 
So today we say a prayer of thanks for those people in our life who take the time to ask, what do you need? Thank you for the grocery store clerk who helps us load our cars, for friends in the pews next to us who text us when we're not there, or for friends who listen to all of our woes and cares and are just a, a good and a beautiful ear to hear us. God, we are thankful for parents and for children who celebrate the good in life, for weddings and birthdays and for graduations and celebrations. And God, for the teachers and the mentors who pay attention to us and hear us, even our little voices at VBS. Gracious God, we also pray that you will help us to be those people for others. Give us the eyes to see when our neighbors are in need and the wisdom to ask, what do you need? Stop our assumptions cold in their tracks and instead carve out a space in us to listen. God, give us the courage to ask, can you help me? And the willingness to let someone help us in our need. God, we need you in our lives. Every day we need your spirit. And so we pray that you will gather us in and hold us close, that you will be with us in each moment of our waiting and our praying, our grief and our sorrow. Be with us in our relationships that we might be blessed with friends who support us and that we might be friends who can bless others. We pray all of these things in Jesus' beautiful name, and we pray together our Lord's Prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Each week we have a question to ask one another, to get to know one another better, and so our question today is an easy one. What are you doing for the fourth? Can we handle that one? I think we can. As you go from this place, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a great week.